0: Welcome to St. James Lutheran Church, in the name of Jesus Christ. My name is Joel Hess, and I pray that you are blessed by today's message with faith in Christ, who is our life. If you'd like to support the mission of God here in Chicago, go to stjames-lutheran.org. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. These guys are probably like, man, I wish someone else was preaching I've been listening to this guy for the last, like, two days at uh, different services. (laughs) Anyhow, sorry. Words. They say we live in a scientific age. You all got your iPhones. You drove a car here. You're vaccinated. Maybe not. Don't tell me. We are, though, right? Scientific age. Technology reigns. Look on uh, university websites, and the front page will always be we're working on this cure. We're making these things. We're inventing new ways. It's all science and industry. We were telling our kids they have to go into science, even math. Sherry, where's Sherry? She loves math. right, that's all you hear. Not enough people, not enough women are in sciences. Not enough guys now are not in science. Just constantly about science. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not saying we're not necessarily in a scientific age. But you could have the greatest idea in the world if you can't communicate it. Worthless. This past year we saw the future of the world in a sense, being America is the strongest country, mightiest country in the world, and well, we used to think the protector of freedom and democracy, and that's good. 2020, and it was decided among two people using words to convince you, to change your mind. They were voted on the use of words. Because you can have the greatest things in the world. You, you, can, you can collect all these items, and, uh, and uh, you can know the economy very really well, and you can have the stuff, and you can have the cures and great medicine. Like America, we have all the science and the stuff and the technology, and yet a word can give meaning to something or strip it away. Just a word. The love of a wife, I love you. Kids, I love you. You know what I mean? Just words. And without words, there is no meaning and there is no purpose. And you can find the cure to cancer, but without words, who cares about living? And that's outside of God even, right? The power of words change lives more than the power of technology or the sciences. And without words, life is meaningless, even with all the stuff you possibly could want. And if that's the case, and we saw that this past year, we we got it all, and yet this past year, we're more divided than ever. Why? Because of words. Stripping away meaning, causing doubt on the vaccine, or promoting the vaccine, either way, words, and people using words, the power of them destroys anything, even objectively, if it's good and fine, and everyone should agree. It's just amazing, isn't it? I promise you that will never change. So kids, go into the arts, (laughs) learn poetry, (laughs) You will help people far more. <laughs> Anyhow, okay, I'm not promoting that. I am, actually. That's the big joke. So if that's the case in just general life, the power of words, should not surprise us the one that who made us, who uses words, used words. God didn't use an iPhone, although he invented it, and he invented math, by the way. I love math. God used words, let there be light, and there was light. This is not, the the Bible is not God trying to describe things you could never understand. No, he's not. He's saying what happened. He spoke, and it happened. And God's words created the universe. And God's words from the Old Testament onward gave life and purpose, a promise to Abraham in which he believed but did not see, and yet gave him meaning and purpose in life. And then the word that said, let there be light, the original lights, the original word took on flesh and spoke. He didn't create something. (laughs) Think about it. God took on flesh, and he didn't get right to work in the laboratory, he spoke. To the woman at the well who'd been abused by man after man after man, and felt ugly inside, he gave hope and peace and changed her whole world view. To the sea of Galilee, he calmed it with his words. To the blind, he gave sight with his words. So on the cross, as we killed the words, because we really don't like God's words, we'll crucify them because they got tired of hearing his words. And he spoke to those that hated him, you and me, that put him there in the first place. It is finished, and with those words, it was finished. All your sins, gone paid for, past, present, future. And he rose again three days later and he spoke to scared disciples in that room who heard about the facts that he rose and yet it took him speaking, peace be with you, for them to believe. The power of words just in your lips, yet in God's how much more so. So it should not surprise us that this Jesus who died and rose for all of humanity, who with his words changed reality, told his apostles, his pastors, the church as a whole, to go and shed light on the world and raise the dead in spirits and the hopeless and the shameful and those who are ashamed and broken down and to change lives, not... Through technology, you're going to use words. Think about it. Think about this. Make disciple. How? Teach. He's going to make a disciple. Preach, Jesus says, to the ends of the earth, repentance and faith with words. It's just water without preaching. It's just bread and wine without preaching. That's how it works, and that's what we're calling you to. When the, in the Augsburg Confession, the German phrase for what we call the pastor office called "predict opt these, these guys all know it. we're nerds. What it, what it means is preaching, predict, opt office. It should be known by as the preaching office. That's what you do as a pastor, leading, working in council, all these things. It's words. It's changing people's minds, and it's words and teaching and preaching Christ that's going to make things happen and nothing else. That is what the church has been given to do, is to preach and to teach. And number one, the predact of the pastor, but really through our teachers in our school, we use words. We tell kids, use your words. And through the sharing the good news of Christ, you are words alive into people's ears they go and connect and go eventually into the heart, into the mind, and change their whole way they look at the world. When they hear that their sins are forgiven, they're going to rise again from the dead. Satan hates God's words. It's kind of funny. Adam and Eve are in the garden, and the devil comes, and he could have, like, you know, really freaked Eve out. Like, you know, I'm just going to scare her away from God, you know, just kind of scared her. I don't know. He could have done something grotesque, a great act, miracle. But instead, what did he attack? The thing that gives life, the engine of God. He says, did God really say to Eve? See what he did? attacked God's words if you can get her out of his words she'll leave and she starts believing her own words or starts doubting his words and they both did of course the Satan still does this he doesn't maybe do it as a snake if you see a snake talking to you, David tell us we have some good people that can help you uh, anyhow But he's he's smart. Satan's smarter than you are. We have to remember that. He's smarter than you are. He gets up earlier, and he goes to bed later. So he might not do what he did with Eve, doubting God's words, but I think he likes to get the church and pastors away from God's words, and to think that other things are what really change lives. You know what I mean? other things and items, and just obsessed with programming, you know, and all that sort of stuff, and should we have a, a Ferris wheel or, a, or whatever, you know what I mean, and this is going to change everything. And even, even slightly tempting, you know what, forget God's words, let's just do good works, because people love good works and to be served. I'm not saying we shouldn't, and we do at St. James. But it's tempting, isn't it, to think that's what matters. Words don't. That's the devil. Because everything we construct and every good work we do will ultimately break down and will not save anybody. But the words that you have, and not just preaching, but with the people you're going to be with, the young man who is absolutely carrying the weight of the world, and he knows he screwed up, and he did. He is a sinner, and he messed up big, and he assumes that's it. Your words you are forgiven by the blood of Jesus Christ, are going to change a life. Yesterday hanging out with the Teske family, looking at a dead body. And sure, hanging out and hugging is a big deal. But speaking to them and saying, that body will rise again, Jesus rose from the dead. And he's going to raise her up, too, and you're going to see her again. That changes a mind and a heart and a view. Words, 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 David. That's what you've been given to do in the sermon, but also in the hanging out with people, and the youth, it's words. All kinds of great, I hope to see some cool things. I don't know, like a youth trip to Mars. I'm all for that. Youth trip to Mars, that's why we got you here. But if you're not doing Words on the way to Mars is full, it's, it's a waste of time and finally you need those words I need those words we need these words man we can be in the word business giving everybody else words but there's going to be a time where you're going to be on the receiving end from your sins, and you need to hear God's words, or your daily devotion. You need to hear these words from the outside into your hearts, or when you're sitting there like Otto Teske was yesterday. And I pray to God, a preacher or a friend comes with God's words to you and says, it's okay. Christ has died. Christ has risen. Christ is coming again. May God speak his words through St. James, through me, through you, through our teachers, through all of you. And remember, all of you, this world needs these words more than anything else, more than the vaccine, more than your good works, more than your politics, more than your opinions about Biden or Trump or anything. They got that. They need to hear the words of Jesus, because that's the only thing that gives life that transcends all of this mess we put ourselves in. And God, continue to do that through you, through me, and through all of you until that word comes again in glory, and we will finally see the words alive in the resurrection in the face of our Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.